0: Hey there, it's Tyson Sharp here. And if you're looking to become a leader, if you're looking to be an influencer in your space, this is the episode for you. So let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp. And if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, yes, you are a light worker, And it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers. You know how to grow an audience. You know how to create more impact and more income. But every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath. And I'll see you on the inside. Hello my friends and online family, welcome back to another episode of the Awaken in Your Business podcast. This one is featuring Corey Lee. I just had so much fun on this interview and you can feel the high vibe as we, uh, as we discuss all these topics and here's the reason. This is all about stepping into your power as a leader. This is about becoming an influencer in your space and becoming what Corey Lee describes as world famous. And I think there's some subtleties here. I think there's some key areas that many people don't really recognize. And they're trying to break through. They're trying to build their social media presence or try and get their word out there. And yet they're missing some fundamentals. And we talk about some key fundamentals here, but also some key questions in what you can ask yourself if you are to truly step into that version of yourself that can command and lead. And if you can do that, and people can follow you, you can also develop true leaders as well. So in this interview, we truly just dive in deep in terms of how to become an influencer, how to become what Corey Lee says is world famous, but also do it through humility. We talk about programming beliefs. We talk about understanding your vision. We talk about really taking back your power in terms of your emotional state. And I'll give you a bit of a background about Corey because is is what he's been able to do in a short amount of time is very very impressive. But you'll explain why uh, leadership is so important to him. But in in 2012, Corey and his wife first opened uh, their first business. It was a physical therapy clinic, and it was in a town of 1,100 people. But within five years, they were billing two million dollars a year in that one location, and and. Also, since then, they've opened and sold successfully two physical therapy clinics and four gyms. And he does it in a way where he's so humble. He's such a family man. He's he's uh, he's got a heart of gold that just absolutely just exudes value. And that's what he loves doing. He's just adding value to more and more people. So Corey Lee, of course, is an entrepreneur, a business builder, a leadership developer. Who's passionate about helping entrepreneurs navigate their business, uh, the business growth without sacrificing their family, their health, or their fitness, and so that's what he does. He loves educating people around leadership. He does it in corporations and with and coaching uh, individual entrepreneurs. And you're going to get a lot from this from this uh, from this interview. And because of that, feel free to write down any notes, any key decisions or any key questions that come up for you because the moment you step into a leadership role and more of an influencer in your own life and you become world famous in your world you're going to be starting on a trajectory that just completely ends in a new destination in three six twelve months five years ten years the decisions you make right now lead you in a completely different direction, one that's more aligned, one where you can creating more impact and obviously building your business that's aligned. So without further ado, here is Corey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Awaken Your Business podcast. I have Corey Lee here. I've talked to Corey, when it was a couple of weeks ago and we just jumped on the phone and I loved his energy, everything about him. and uh, And I think that's the, the core premise of the reasons why I wanted to have Corey on here. Cause if you're looking to be an influencer, if you're looking to build your business, especially in an aligned way, you know, that's what we're all here for. And that's what Corey can give you some, some tips and some advice and to share his story on because uh, no doubt he's the one that's he's, he's the leader in all this. He trains leaders. He goes into corporations and does all these things. But he also teaches people how to be an influencer, what he calls world famous and uh, and do it in an aligned way where you don't have to sacrifice, you know, your family, your spirituality, your health, anything like that, all the things that are important to you. Um, so I'm keen to dive into this and uh, and learn from Corey. So
1: Corey, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Tyson. Man, I just want to say thank you for allowing me to come on and get to share. I'm looking forward to our conversation. So yes, sir. Awesome.
0: Beautiful. I mean, this is what it's all about. This, I started this podcast um, a while ago just to get guests like you on because... When we, when we hear from someone's story, when we hear from their experience, it, we can very, very easily start to see where we can start to pivot in our own lives. And a lot of people who listen to this uh, conversation are growing their businesses. They're putting out content. They're meeting new people. They're, they're, they're socializing and they're starting to build business relationships. And so anything that we can you know, start to wrap our minds around in terms of how to do that in an aligned way, I'm all for it. I'm definitely all for it but feel free to share what is your what is your your story what are you all about how is it uh that you got to doing what you do
1: yeah so kind of like you said um i do right now i do leadership training and development i develop leaders and build businesses kind of what i what i like to say but my background is actually in the medical field i'm a physical therapist assistant and also we owned a, a few gyms but um Really, kind of my story starts a a long time back, I guess you would say. Uh, I was raised at an early age by my mom and my grandmother. And that's uh, because when I was about three, my dad, he took this piece of paper and he wrote on this piece of paper and taped it to the door of our single-wide trailer and told he was going to move uh, away with another lady. And my mom got the opportunity to raise a three-year-old and a one-year-old on her own. Um, but she wasn't on her own, Ty. said she had my grandmother. And uh, I can really still hear my grandmother's voice to this day. She would say, you know, <clears throat> these, two, these two grandbaby boys of mine, they, they ain't growing up to be no sissies, right? <laughs> That's kind of what she would say. But, uh, you know, and it was really in that environment, had, had some programmed beliefs. And I'm sure just like you guys, there's some idioms or some sayings that were said. And one of the sayings that uh, I was raised with was, don't take risk because it's better to be safe than it is to be sorry. And um, I'll be honest with you, Tyson, that just didn't sound like life right there. It just didn't sound like life. I, you know, um, I always dreamed of business and 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 really had the entrepreneurial spirit, but I can remember when my wife, she was still in college and I was working, but we would be driving around town and we would say, you know, wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool if we had our own physical therapy clinic And and, and wouldn't it be cool if this, physical therapy clinic also had a gym with it. We were helping people with their health and fitness. And um, it really just started out as a dream. And uh, over time, we made that dream a reality. And um, long story short, in five-year period of time, we had built up four gyms, two physical therapy clinics, and had three kids all in a five-year period of time and uh, sold all the businesses kept the kids and I've uh, transitioned into uh, developing leaders from there. But uh, man, it's been a great journey. Awesome journey. Learned a ton of lessons, some the hard way, uh, but it's all been great. Yes, sir.
0: Amazing. That's so cool. And not only, I mean, clearly that you had business and financial success by building those things, but it seemed like from such a clear passion, my, my question would be when you heard these, these sayings from your, your, your grandma in terms of, don't take risks, Uh, you know, be rather be safe than sorry. Was it at that time that you heard it? Did it sound not like life or was it at a later point in time when you started realizing, Oh, the saying that was going on actually
1: isn't what how I want to live my life. What was, what was that like? Yeah, you know, that's really a great question. I think when, you know, you're, you're being raised up, it's almost programmed in, you know, and it, it, it's enough to cause you to pause. <clears throat> but really what got me to thinking about it was there were some other sayings, too. One of the sayings that really affected me the most, the most negative way is uh, stay humble. And stay humble is a great, great saying, uh, if you understand what true humility is, right? But I, I didn't understand what humility really was. I thought being humble was thinking of myself less and that other people had better gifts and talents and all those kind of things. And what it wasn't really until I had a teacher challenge me to do something I'd never done before. And she challenged me to do something nothing major or big, it was to run a 5K race. And uh, I run this race and um, I cross that finish line and they put that little finisher's medal around my neck. And this thought pops into my mind. I just ran three miles without stopping. I wonder what else I can do. And that three turned into six, six turned into 13, 13 turned into 26 and 26 turned into 31. And I I ran another 31 mile race on the beach in the sand and I won it. And that's when it really clicked with me was, you know, I just ran further than I thought was possible. I wonder what other areas of my life am I holding back in because of some of these other beliefs that I have of it's better to be safe than it is to be sorry, right? And and, and, and again, our parents, they, you know, they, they love us, right? They want to protect us and, you know, those kind of things. But that's when it really started to question in my mind, I um, wonder what else I can do. And I wonder what other areas of my life might I be holding back in? So that's a great question. And that's, you know, early on, it gives you to kind of pause a little bit, but it it took a moment for me uh, like that to really start to question it.
0: Yeah, I get it. Here here in Australia, we have the saying, the tall poppy syndrome where it's just like, don't be the tall poppy because then other people will cut you down. And it's, it's, almost unconsciously woven into the communication and the statements that we make. And therefore, when we go out to do something like starting a business, when we go out to creating something we've never created before, the that type of metaphor and that type of uh, meaning gets ingrained in us until we, uh, until we share otherwise. And it seems like what you did was do it through action where you had these thoughts, you had these meanings, you're like, maybe I need to question that. And let's do it through action so I can show myself. If I can run, you know, five, 5K and then, and then 10K and then and up to the point where we're running like 31 miles on the sand and then you're winning the race, that shows you, oh, okay, maybe the thoughts I had weren't correct and what else is possible, right? Where did, where did that lead to?
1: Yeah. Uh, first, I want to say the tall poppy syndrome. I'd never heard that until yesterday. Oh, really? And uh, now back-to-back days, I've heard that phrase. Was it, so was it an Australian? How, it, it, well, I don't even know. I think I was listening to a podcast and I heard somebody, yes, uh, I think it was talking about Australia. So uh, anyway,
0: well, Who would you hear it from?
1: You know, I, I just caught it in passing and it just... I don't know what it was. The phrase just jumped out to me. I was like, "Huh, that's interesting."
0: Now, Let's two days, two days in a row. Maybe you need a week of in content row or something. Stuff. I don't know. Maybe this might be a bit of a, a bit of a synchronistic moment. But who knows? We'll we'll see where it goes, eh? Hey?
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, so kind of to answer your question, it it did start to. Uh, it really just allowed me to kind of, you know, get out of the weeds a little bit and get into the cloud and say, you know, I wonder. Wonder what, what are some of the things that I'm kind of gifted at? You know, what, what are some of the strengths that I have? What are some of these weaknesses that I have, these ideas that I have? Um, I had an idea to build a three-story mixed-use building in, in our downtown city here. And <laughs> I don't know anything about building buildings or anything like that, but the idea just kind of kept coming back and coming back. And I said, "Can can I do that? Is that something I can do? And then finally... I put a how in front of the can I, and when you put a how in front of the can I, it triggers that creative use of the imagination. So kind of kind of going along with what your your question was, I think for me, it was kind of taking the idea, uh, whatever it is, whether it's business or health and fitness or any other area, and, and kind of taking the idea and giving it shape and just asking how can I, or what's at least one thing I know that I can do? Um, some people take the, how can I, and like, I don't know how to do all the steps, but you just, you just have to know what's the first step, right? And as you take that first step, the next steps will be revealed. So for me, it was kind of toying with the idea and figuring out what's at least one thing I can do right now and taking action on that. And then as the next step is revealed, taking action on that, it's kind of just being obedient to that first next step, right? Yeah,
0: totally. Well, let me ask you when you started asking yourself that question, because I know everyone here who's listening knows the quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions you ask yourself. we have heard that time and time again by many personal development speakers and Tony Robbins and all those, all these really cool influences. But one thing that comes to me when you ask that question, you start to say, well, how can I do this? What would that look like? What's the first step? What, what emotions did you feel when you asked that question for yourself?
1: Yeah. For me, it was honestly excitement. (laughs) It really was. Um, And enthusiasm. And really, as you think about it, what has helped me too is as you think about it, getting an image of what it is and what it's going to look like and feel like once you accomplish that, right? Um, One of the barriers that I've always had, but I'm actually starting to see it, it may be actually a strength was i didn't feel like I'm very intelligent honestly uh not very smart, but I've also found that a lot of the intelligent people that friends that I have they sometimes reason out you know they'll they'll reason out different options and i guess <laughs> I guess I'm just ignorant enough to to take the step but for me it, it's always excitement um and, and just ready to get going um some of that may be just out of Pure ignorance though
0: <laughs> yeah, possibly possibly probably <laughs> the above but yeah. let me ask you so we can close, we can close one of the loops before I ask you about you know how you got into you know leadership training and and, and helping people become influencers and, and you know world leaders one thing, one thing I want to ask is uh, what is your definition of humility what is your um, what is what is that you said you said humility you know if if you know the right what it actually means what is that term to you and how does that play out in your life
1: yeah man I, i'm glad you asked that question because uh um i mean you could probably do a two-hour seminar on that right there because because that that is something actually i've really struggled with and you know there, there's humility you have the arrogance side that says look at me look at me and then you have the false humility side that says woe is me woe is me right but mm look at me, look at me and woe is me, woe is me, both point back to me and that's not what true humility really is. And there is a a common uh, quote out there that says, humility isn't thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less, right? But the way I've kind of come to define humility is recognizing the gifts, the talents and the abilities that you have, right? Recognizing those, using those to serve and add value to other people right? And that, that's kind of what I see humility is. I, I know that I'm gifted in this, but it's not for me to hang on to, it's for me to use and to add value and to serve other people. that That's kind of how I've come to define what true humility is. Beautiful.
0: Yeah, a lot of people can take that away because they might think getting my gifts out there might be me thinking I'm better than others or might be thinking, you know, it's against my nature, but our nature is to give. Our nature truly is to serve. And if we can look deep within and say, "What are my gifts? What are my strengths? And what can what what is naturally flowing through me that is that feels aligned to serve and to give?" Then, I mean, you 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 not only feel aligned, but that's you know that's a, a good definition of being humble because. If you, you will uh, you'll definitely be aligned and, and heart centered in your giving, not from an ego point of view, you know, not, especially when you think it from the point, like this is the way I think of it. I have certain gifts and certain things that feel in flow. And to be honest, that's not me. It's just flowing through me. So how the hell can I say this is me and I'm better than someone because I have this skill and they have that skill whatever it's it's flowing through me and that's got nothing to do with me it's just i'm just like sort of like sometimes i'm just the channel that things are coming through and i can't take credit for that um yeah. that that to me on top of that is is true really, really is a, a humble way to look at it um yeah. let me ask you when you when you built you know you built these these businesses in and obviously as a as a physical therapist and um and and building helping people with these gyms and all those different things. you sold those you kept the kids well done how did you move on to training leaders and especially helping people become more influencers and, and to sort of become what you define as world famous? Well, how, is, how is that, you know, let's bridge the gap there.
1: Yeah, so when we sold the the businesses, I, I really didn't know exactly. There there was some kind of internal call, something, you know, I, I couldn't put my finger on it. I uh, didn't know exactly what that was. I knew I wanted to help people. Uh, but not just people. I wanted to help leaders. And and I really knew I wanted to help leaders because if you can influence the influencers, your net is cast wider, right? If I could develop leaders who went out and developed leaders with good values-based leadership, then then we're we're not just adding, right? Adding value, now we're multiplying value because leaders are going to go do something. And if you're developing leaders who go out and develop leaders. So I had some kind of internal drive to do that. And really just did not know where to start. So I I just started going around and saying, uh, Hey, I'll I'll come do some free lunch and learns. Let me just speak. And, and just kind of like what you're talking about, networking and those kind of things. And as you add value to people, I, I found honestly, if you just add value to people, if you care about people and value people, um, you, all that stuff is going to come back around to you. And, and as I did that, I got a little bit more clear on who I wanted to work with and where my little kind of niche was and some of the things that I was good at too and uh, who I wanted to work with. So that's kind of how it started was this some kind of little internal drive and uh, just moving forward and trying to figure that out. But the underlying issue um, is trying to add value and serve people, really. Right.
0: Awesome. Well, Corey, let me ask you, what, what, what sort of challenges do people face where they say, oh my God, I got to go to Corey. I got to have, I need to, I need to start learning from him. What are they, what are they facing? Where are they on their journey? And, um, and what challenges do they have?
1: Yeah. You know, the biggest challenges that I see, most of the people I work with are kind of entrepreneurial. They're starting a business or their early phase in their business. Um, and then, then there's a kind of a gap too. I also work with a higher level leader. So the biggest issue, if I could just put a common theme across the board, is knowing exactly what it is that they want, knowing where they want to go, right? They've kind of got some vague idea of where they individually want to be or where they want their business to be or their team to be, but they haven't got that clear. They haven't got that clear picture, that clear image. So kind of come alongside of them and putting a, a clear image and a clear picture and a clear destination. Cause if you can tell me where you want to go, then I can kind of help you get there. But, but getting that defined is pretty difficult for people. And, and I'll be honest with you, you know, in goal setting, sometimes it it's, it's difficult or vision casting and those kind of things to get crystal clear on where you want to go. That's the biggest common uh, theme I see when people kind of come and, and we start working together.
0: Yeah. I see it common as well where people will jump on a journey, but they won't necessarily know where they're going. They might have a vague idea, but it's not very clear in their mind on the destination. So therefore the decisions and actions they take might be a bit clouded by, you know, something that might be, feel, a bit more comfortable in the moment might not feel as aligned um, and they, they never seem to make consistent progress because they're not too sure on where they're going. Um, what, what advice, whether it be quick tips or strategy or whatever, it may be, what, what, what advice can you give to someone who might be a little bit unclear on where they want to go? The, the, the vision's blurry. They know they want to help. They know they want to do something. They know that they're, they're being called to something, but they're not too sure what that is. What, what advice would you give someone?
1: Yeah. So a couple of things is sometimes we, what I have found is we almost kind of make it too big or too broad. So I kind of like to start with like a six month vision, right? So where would you love to be in six months from now? And, 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 Allow it to not be a, this is where I would like to be or hope to be, but where would I love to be? And create like a six month vision, write that vision out and make it plain, but writing it in the present tense. And as you start to read that, keeping that forefront of mind, uh, the vision actually kind of becomes more clear and clear and clear. And that's, that's why I also tell people don't, if you've got it perfected, that's great, But don't worry about perfection in the beginning. You just kind of get it out and you start moving. And I promise you, it does kind of clear up. So if I could just do a a super quick general uh, throw that one thing out there, that's been very helpful for me and some of my clients just starting out is getting a six-month vision and writing it down and speaking it out loud every day has been really helpful. Great.
0: Definitely in the present tense. So what does that look like? You say... I am now here, I am now experiencing this thing, I now feel this way, is that what you sort of, is that what you sort of would recommend that people yeah. take the time to do?
1: Exactly, and, and, and our tendency is to, I'll start to write it, I will be at this level, right? We, we like to write it in the future tense, mm. but writing it in the present tense kind of kind of emotionalizes it a little bit because we wanna write it in the present tense, but we also want to see, get the image, and feel the emotion of what it's gonna feel like because our subconscious mind, if if we wanted to go down all that route, subconscious mind is that emotional part of our mind and that's where it's emotionalized. And I tell people too is that if you've ever bought a car or a truck or whatever and you've, you've never seen that car or truck out, but then as soon as you buy it, everybody in the whole world went out and bought that same exact one, right? Uh, it seems like. But that car, that truck has been there the whole time. It's just never been forefront of your mind. But as you get this vision out and you start saying it every day, all the things you need, all the resources, all the people you need to meet, all the the small little conversations you need to have are around you right now. But many times we miss out on it because it's not forefront of mind. So that's why I say a, a quick six month vision, emotionalize it, get the image, but write it in the present tense and saying it out loud to really help us uh, really keep it forefront of mind as we go through our day.
0: Totally, man. I've seen so many crazy things in my life. Once I started doing these exercises, I need reminding all of the time, of course. Um, especially when you, especially when you put it in the present tense, because you sort of, you step into that version of you that's already created it, right? You step into the version of you that's already experienced it. You've already created it and it gives you the, it's sort of similar to asking yourself the resourceful questions when you just get resourceful answers flowing through, right? It's almost like you've unlocked that, that side of you that's already achieved it. Therefore you get the answers that you've already done it. And so things start flowing in a direction that is, uh, you know, towards your expansion. Whereas like I say, if you place a goal that says, uh, in six months, I'll be here, you'll always be at the sort of frame of mind that, it'll always be in six months. In six months, it'll be again in six months, right? Because you you haven't accessed that unconscious part of your brain that says, I'm that version of me who's achieved it. Is that what you've seen?
1: Oh, 100%. And it's, you know, if you've never attempted it, you can probably listen to me and you talk right here and say, well, that's just crazy talk, right?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, But I had a guy I was working with and, um, he didn't tell me till the other day. uh, Now this is going to be a very Southern um, American slang right here. Go for it. (laughs) Uh, So maybe you've never heard this, but he said in the beginning, I thought that was a a bunch of hogwash. Uh, But uh, as he got going, he said, I mean, it's, it's, I've never seen anything like it. Right. So you may be listening in and like, man, that that just sounds like some crazy stuff, but it works. It really does. So Mm. yeah.
0: Beautiful. Now, how does that, tie into helping become helping people become influencers how, how does it help people how would you describe what you would de- the term of world famous what would you what what is world famous how do people get to that sort of that internal status of themselves and start to step out of their out of their comfort zone
1: yeah so kind of i guess um where i got that from is um you know, when you go on an airplane, they've got the seat in front of you. They got the little pocket, and they got the little magazine, right? If you fly, <clears throat> and I was flipping through it one day, and I I came to this thing. It says world greatest orthopedic surgeon. Then you flip the next page, and like world greatest neurosurgeon, those kind of things. And um, we got to our destination. We went to a restaurant, and on the menu it said world famous, you know, steak or whatever. And it just got me to thinking, you know, we, we can say world greatest or world famous whatever and it not have any real meaning to it, right? So <clears throat> when I say world famous, I mean legitimately world famous, world famous in the eyes of the people who know you best, right? World famous in the eyes of the people you come in contact with day in and day out. Not necessarily the, the people who think they know you, but really being world famous in the eyes of the people who truly know you. So taking on that that beingness of it's those closest to me who love and respect me the most. And I come up with like four or five different things uh, that make a person world famous. But being world famous really is actually being the type of person other people willfully follow because of who you are and what you represent. And to me, that that's true world famous is when when those closest to you can say that. And I heard a saying the other day, uh, you know, that you you never want to meet your hero because you'll walk away disappointed. And I'll be honest with you, I don't ever want that to be kind of said about me if if ever I was somebody's hero. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I want to be that type of person that adds value and truly be world famous. So uh, that's kind of the meaning behind it and come up with about four or five different things. But to answer your question of what does it actually mean? It's being that type of person that other people willfully follow because of who you are and what you represent.
0: Great, it's sort of, it's it's a different definition. A lot of people say world famous. It's like everyone across the world knows me. That's what makes me world famous. But in your eyes, it's sort of like more of your intimate world and being the version of yourself that uh that you truly want to be where people can where people can follow you because of who you're being and what you stand for and what you represent. Is that
1: what you're saying? Yes, sir, one hundred percent. There's this old, very old poem I, I read about um this guy he said he wanted to change the world, right? I'm I'm definitely gonna paraphrase it. Uh but he wanted to change the world and he realized he couldn't change the world so he tried to change his nation. And as he got a little older, he realized he couldn't change his nation. So he tried to change his family. And then as an old man, he realized that he couldn't change his family. But if he would have changed himself, then he could have changed his family. Him and his family could have changed the nation. And as a nation, possibly they could have changed the world, right? Mm -hmm. So it it, it starts with changing your world and being world famous in your world and having that influence spread from there.
0: Wow. Perfect. I love that. I can, what came through my mind when I, when I wake up and I do my meditations and I, I, I do my inner work. I imagine my day, whether it be going outside and observing nature, whether it be getting on calls like this, whether it be um, putting out a post on social media or organizing things within a serving circle. And I, I think about that's my world. What version of me do I want to show up in that world? What version of me, like, what's my relationship with that? What's my relationship with that, that in my world right now? And how do I want to show up? What's the version of me that I want to show up time and time again. That's what I ask myself. And if people can start building a relationship with that, with their their version of themselves and the world they find themselves in, that is your world, you know, that is your world. And the ripple effect of that creates something massive, even if your mind can't see it, even just mm-hmm. the vibration you're showing up in. I think, that's imp- I think that's powerful. So where where can people apply this? When someone's growing a business, let's say they started a coaching business, they, they're wanting to get their gifts out there to the world, they're wanting to put themselves out on social media or create a podcast or create a group or whatever's aligned with them. How do you think they can, Apply this where they can see themselves as world famous, and they can start being the the influencer that they truly want to step into.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah. And I, I thought about what what makes somebody world famous, and came up with a few few different thoughts. And one is uh, you've got to choose your attitude, right? Your attitude is your choice. Uh, you can't control the things people say to you or or do to you, whether they buy from you or or not. Um, this is a sidetrack right there. One thing, as as if you're going into a business, um, you know, not everybody's going to buy from you. And, uh, one thing I always say is that, you know, you can't be attached to the outcome, but you have to be attached to your participation in the outcome. Right. But choose your attitude. It's, it's, you have that control. Um, we've got three kids and our oldest son, he came to me one day and, man, he was mad. Tyson, he was mad, right? <laughs> he was mad and he was so mad his little bottom lip was a quivering, right? And uh, it, I asked him, I said, Colton, what's wrong, man? And he said, Brady, Brady just, oh, Brady just made me so mad. And Brady is his four-year-old brother. And uh, I got down to it and Brady had said something that made him mad. And I said, Colton, if somebody else can make you mad, If somebody else can make you sad, and if somebody else can make you glad, then you've been had. Somebody else can make you sad, mad, or glad. You've been had because what you've done is you've given somebody else complete control over the one thing you have control over, and that's your emotion, your attitude, and your attitude is your choice, and you're far too valuable to be given somebody else control over your attitude. So if we're gonna be world famous, you know. All all of our emotions—sad, mad, glad—all those things, those are our emotions. And there's a time to do that, but we have to be in control of that if we're going to be world famous. Yes. Yeah.
0: What was what was uh, Colton's reaction when you said? That?
1: <laughs> he, well, he was mad. He didn't want to hear that. Yeah, again.
0: he's like, uh, he's like, I did not get it, and stop being. <laughs> he you. said,
1: He said, "I'm going to mom." No. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And then that's when you that's when you say that's when you say to the mum this is exactly what you say say the exact same thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's um, that's right, right, yeah. But he was mad. he didn't want to hear it at that point.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, he wasn't ready to receive it maybe, but I mean, no doubt you 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 put a, a a seed you planted a seed in there that gives him a bit more control, and no doubt when he's sleeping or maybe when he's grown up in a couple more years it'll start making more and more sense. Um, but the fact was you said what was on your heart, right? You said what was on your mind in terms of what you felt called to called to share. That's beautiful. And I find that with a lot of people who are, uh, who are, who are starting business. If they can choose their attitude, uh, they can, they have, they have control over how resourceful they're willing to be, right? How resourceful they're willing to be. And I think that's, that's, that's super key, especially in this day and age when who the hell knows what's going to happen next. Right, the whole world can crumble down, and people are either feeling more and more empowered, more and more opportunity, or they crumble down with it, and they and they uh, and they leave themselves feeling, you know, not as empowered. Um, what else do you have? What else is is uh, a true key to being
1: world famous and, and an influencer that they want to be? Yeah, so I'll just uh, quickly tell you some of them and then really touch on one. So the, uh, number two, I would say is be present. You know, um, for me, that that's sometimes tough, especially as an entrepreneur, your mind's probably constantly going. But be present means, hey, if if you're out eating lunch with a friend, then you're out eating lunch with that friend, not the one on social media, right? And if you're going to add value to people, then you've got to give them your time and your attention, and I, I think that is key as well. Um, another one is find your passion, right? People, people with passion, man, they 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 light the world on fire, right? They stand out. People on passion, you know, people take notice of that. People can find, and when you're in your passion, uh, and your strength zone, man, uh, you really can serve people like that. Um, I would say another one is exceed expectations. Culture today uh has made exceeding expectations so easy for people who actually give a little bit of extra. You know, being extraordinary takes just a little bit of extra um and, and just exceeding expectations. Most people want to meet expectations. And uh, you know, if you're gonna be world famous, then you gotta exceed expectation. Mm. The other one, <clears throat> the last one I'd really like to touch on is make that commitment to growth. Um You know, one of the things I found out early on when we first opened up our business, one of the most scary moments for me when we had our business was the time we hired our first team member, because what I realized was that now the decisions I made as the leader didn't only affect me and my family, now they affected somebody else's family, right? And as the leader, as the business owner, I was the lid on my business. My business and my team would never surpass my ability to lead them. But if I grew, if I made the commitment to grow, then the potential of my team and my business would grow as well. And as I did grow, that, that's what happened. And uh, John Maxwell says it this way, that growth is the only guarantee that tomorrow is going to be better. And if you're not growing today, then today is all you will ever be. And uh, I don't know about you, Tyson, but at 35, uh, if that's true, that means I am capped out and I'm maxed out at 35. And that's way more depressing than motivating. So (laughs) uh, make that commitment, make that commitment and uh, invest in yourself. i just can't say that enough That making that commitment to invest in you read the books go to the courses do the seminars all those things that are in alignment with kind of what what you were saying earlier tyson in alignment with where you want to go invest in that so i would say that would be another one too
0: totally yeah i i I totally feel that and especially especially um in the moments when you can invest in courses in books in time doing your meditations spiritual practices, whatever it may be. But especially when things are tough, especially when things in your circumstances didn't, didn't match up to the way your mind thinks they should be or may match up to what your mind thinks will happen or should happen, right? When things happen like that, that's the best area of growth. That's like, man, this is like, you know, growth on steroids right now When things are falling apart and expectations are being broken and stories are being you know, thrown away. And I find that when we have like a lot of people go and they read books every day, but then when something happens that, you know, that completely shatters their, their world, uh, they, they, can start recognizing the opportunity there the opportunity there to grow is exactly the same it's actually so much more powerful than the 30 minutes you take reading the book in fact you can take what you the 30 minutes you take reading the book and apply it to what just happened apply it to that circumstance and change your life in that way um but what what came to mind for me a question was what's next for you in terms of your growth are you do you have a Sixth month, twelve month goal, or do you have a certain vision that you really want to create? And 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 how are you growing? And what's next around the corner for you?
1: Yeah, that is a great question. Uh, one of the things I like to do at the end of the year is kind of reflect on the year and uh, prepare for the upcoming year, and that's that's kind of kind of where I'm at right now. And um, I, I'm I'm really trying to hone that in. But I feel like it's it's a lot around culture transformation in our local community um, changing of mindsets and developing more leaders uh, and and really being intentional about developing leaders. One of my biggest mistakes in our business was I developed a bunch of followers right and 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 I don't mean that in a bad way that they they followed but I held on to everything, right? Like I didn't empower other people. I didn't do a great job of developing their gifts and talents. And what happened was because I developed followers and not leaders, When we transitioned out of the business. The business went down a little bit. Now it's since come back, but it took a little, little bit. And it was because I didn't invest the time in developing, intentionally developing leaders. And that's, that. that's kind of the direction I'm, I'm planning to go is, um, Developing really, really, really intentionally, trying to develop more leaders and being intentional with that. That's kind of my focus. Uh, working on honing in what exactly that looks like, but uh, culture transformation, developing leaders. So. <laughs> Amazing.
0: What what is what is a leader to you, in, and what do you think it is about the culture, especially the western the Western world that we live in, that where we don't necessarily we don't necessarily encourage the journey of becoming a leader. Mm-hmm. What is it that what is that about for you? And why, why do you feel so called to, to shift that so that people become more leaders in their life?
1: Yeah, one of the things that I'm, I'm seeing a lot is a lot of passivity and a lot of, going back to the definition of humility, recognizing the gifts, talents, and abilities that I have, and putting those gifts and talents in the game, man, getting those gifts and talents in the game. I see a lot of people, man, the, the, one thing I just really want to say is that this world needs your gifts, right? When when you don't get them gifts out there, your talents out there, they're um, you're not only hurting yourself, but you're robbing the world of something truly incredible. I heard a, a, a pastor, I forget his name, but one of the things that he said just really stood out to me. He said, you know, the, the richest places in the world aren't the diamond mines and the gold mines. The richest places in the world are the cemeteries because that's where all the ideas have been buried, right? People had ideas, but they never put them into action. And really, I really want people to see their unique value, their unique gifts and encourage them to step out and get out there and put them into use. And, um, and, and, and when I say a leader, what I mean by that is someone that <clears throat> a follower is someone who's, who's just kind of doing, right? They're, they're doing their stuff. Maybe they've got their gifts and they're out there. But a leader is someone who is, is like a river and not a reservoir. They're not holding on to their gifts. They're, they're rivers that their gifts and talents are flowing through, but they're actively going out and developing other people too right so it's it's not just staying with them they're developing but they're also developing other people too so it's a multiplier effect
0: that's powerful that's powerful and a lot of people can listen to this and and think that sounds great you know it sounds very positive it sounds very motivating and not actually implemented in their life what i found is listening to these 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 Reminders, these principles, these core foundation of what it means to be not only successful but fulfilled, and to be able to actually apply it. Think, think in your day right now, and think what is ahead, and how can I apply this? Whether it be world famous right now, and say, how do I want to show up? Or whether it be a leader, and say, you know what? What are my gifts inside here that I that I want to give instead of holding on to them? And think all these expectations on what that looks like and how much an idiot paid for it and all those different things, or maybe people might judge me, whatever. And just putting it out there and seeing what happens, you know, actually thinking that and actually implementing it. I think it creates a momentum and it creates a snowball effect where your energy, your vibration, your resourcefulness, you know, your creativity just flows through by the actions that you take. And I think from hearing your story and hearing what you've, you know, so valuably gave here was that you're, you're consistently implementing this stuff. You're consistently giving you the lessons to your kids and the lessons in your business and your leadership and transforming, selling the those parts and, and, and expanding on other things that feel your calling you're actually living it. And that's, what's so cool. Is that the way you would describe it?
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah, I definitely, um, definitely try to be a product of the product. I mean, it would, it would be a whole lot easier for me and me and you just to come on here and talk about it and tell people what they should do, right? Mm. Uh, But I try not to should on people tell you something you should do, if I've never attempted it, right? So um, yes, 100%. And, and, it It is, right? The best best thing you can do is not tell people what they should do, but show them what you did, right? Yeah. Help them along the journey, yeah.
0: Amazing, amazing. Well, this has been an incredible conversation of just reminders of, of how to really be world famous in your own eyes and, and and start taking that shift of being an influencer, being a leader from your own life. And I know it's not easy. I know it's uncomfortable at times, but it truly is the most fulfilling journey and it truly is. um, It's clearly something you're passionate about and and what you're putting out to the world. So how is it people can find out more about you? Where can they go and, and what can they do?
1: Yeah, well, I appreciate that, Tyson. Uh, I, I, I'm a cookies on the bottom shelf kind of guy. I like to keep things simple and easy. I've, I've created a, a landing page and a website for your your listeners. And on there, it's got some of the links. Uh, I'm on all the social media sites, but it's got links on there for you to do that. And <clears throat> the website is com slash Awaken. And uh, on there, I've got actually two free downloads for your listeners. One is a kind of like a personal assessment to see how balanced you are in life. But then the other one is a spousal survey. So you can download that, you give it to your spouse, they fill it out. And uh, really the goal there is to create some good communication between you and your spouse. if, If you have a significant other, maybe a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, right? But but really to develop some good communication uh, between you and your relationship. So those are there, com slash awaken. And I, I appreciate that. And uh, I hope it adds value to you guys.
0: No doubt, no doubt it will be. Anytime we can get some insight, anytime you can have some more self-awareness, I'm all for it. And everyone on here is as well. They know the benefit. A small shift in your level of awareness uh, leads to a completely different destination down the road. And so uh, that's what I've seen in my life and everyone else has as well. Um, but I want to thank you for being on here. Is there anything else that you want to add? Anything else that's flowing through that you think uh, can can add value or that would make this make this conversation feel complete?
1: Yeah, you know, um, I do hope this has added value to you. And I just want to really hone in on what you had just mentioned, that sometimes it's not easy. Most of the time it's not, right? Yeah. It's most of the time like a roller coaster, but... Uh, really the world needs your gifts and your talents. I really do want want to say that um, because there, there's never been anybody like you. There never has been and never will be. There's only one you and uh, this world needs your gifts and your talents and your ability. So that, that's the only other thing I would add. <laughs> totally.
0: And I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up by saying, you know, it's not meant to be easy. It's not meant to be easy because we have to evolve into the version of ourselves that's capable of being a leader. That's capable of overcoming things with courage or with passion and discipline, right? There, there are some aspects that are meant to be challenging, that are meant to be tough. Cause that's how we grow and how we develop into that version of ourselves. Like you said, the version of you that's going through your life, adding value, sharing your gifts, all those good things. Corey, you clearly have a lot of gifts in this area of leadership and no wonder you love doing what you do and, and passing on those gifts. I'll, uh, I'll put your links in the show notes so people can reach out. People can learn more about you and, and definitely get onto those, um, those resources because a lot of people on here have a spouse and, and, and it's an aspect of, uh, aspect of growth for many, many people. So thanks so much for setting those up for, for the audience. Um, I just want to thank you for being on here, man. It's been great.
1: Yeah, well, Tyson, thanks again for the opportunity. I've enjoyed it.
0: Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called the Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, How may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships. So together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.